my friend, I have a favor to ask. I'm running as a hero in the 2023 St. Jude Memphis Marathon weekend. St. Jude heroes are runners who fundraise while they train for their race. And I am proud to be a part of this nationwide alliance against childhood cancer. I want to help make sure that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food, so they can focus solely on helping their child live. Your donation, no matter the size, will help. Will you help me reach my fundraising goal? Please visit my fundraising page to show your support at fundraising.stjude.org slash go to slash Donita J. That's D-O-N-I-T-A-J. There's a link in the show notes. I can't thank you enough for helping the kids of St. Jude. Welcome to the official triathlete podcast, where you will learn about all things triathlon from the very basics of multi-sport training and racing tips, overall health and mindset practice, and how to blend life demands with fitness goals. I'm Danita, a board certified registered nurse, coach, triathlon and swimming official, and seasoned triathlete. I especially love helping aspiring and beginner athletes, as well as accomplished ones, achieve those goals you've dreamed of. Head on over to trynursecoaching.com to find more great info. And while you're there, grab a copy of my free triathlon lingo and etiquette cheat sheet. Let's get started. Hello, my friends and fellow athletes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the official triathlete podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. And today we are going to talk about cold weather racing tips. But first, I'm going to give you a little message from my newest program, Training with Heart, because I believe training requires more than just physical development. It's my mission to develop the whole athlete. And so my newest program not only develops and prepares the body for improved athletic performance, but aims to improve the whole person through healing, empowerment, awareness, reflection, and transformation. So each episode, we are going to start with a short message centered around one of these elements. And today, we are going to discuss awareness. So when we consider building blocks, whether physical, mental, or emotional, the foundation revolves around questions of awareness. Why is change necessary and desired? Without clear answers, we will have a difficult time with motivation and acceptance of change. To understand the reasons for change? We must be aware. What are the reasons you desire change? Are you experiencing health problems? Are you struggling to button your jeans? I mean, don't get me started on that one. Are you feeling overwhelmed and defeated? Maybe you think things like, I can't run a mile. How can I run a 5K? Maybe you think, I'm too exhausted to get up in the morning to work out. Or maybe you think, I'm too chubby to squeeze into a swimsuit and go to the pool. I don't know. There are a million things that pass through our brains every day, contributors to self-defeat, and it's easy to succumb to those thoughts. But one thing I figured out, or I guess I say I figured out, but to be honest, will probably always be a challenge, is that these are self-limiting beliefs that I tell myself, and worse, that I believe. So let me ask you, all of those mean things you tell yourself Would you say that out loud to someone you love? I have to catch myself telling me, myself, the I in the world that I live in, all the limiting beliefs that I make up. Is it true that I am incapable and unworthy? 
I mean, no. And do I ever say to myself, you are unworthy? No, I don't think I ever use those words. But the reality is, you don't have to use those words. It's all the other chatter that feeds into that belief. So the foundation of this exercise is to be aware. Be aware of the limiting beliefs you tell yourself. What are you telling yourself? What stories are you creating? And are they true? Because my guess is, probably not. So let's get into the episode on cold weather racing tips. So a few weeks ago, I ran in the St. Jude Marathon weekend in Memphis, Tennessee. I've participated in this event for many years. I think it's an amazing event. And of course, I live in Memphis, so it's, I mean, well convenient. But more importantly, I have committed year after year to run as a hero. So what does that mean? Well, let me tell you. St. Jude is a world-renowned cancer center for children. Since opening in 1962, the amazing work that the people at St. Jude have done has changed childhood cancer survival rates from 20% to more than 80%, and they will fight for children until no child ever dies from cancer. Hey, look, I'm a nurse in Memphis. Many of my colleagues work there, and I can say for sure that the devotion to this mission is real. It's an amazing cause, and as a nurse and a mother, I feel the tug at my heart to be part of the tremendous good that this marathon weekend brings. I mean, it's one of the many fundraisers that they do, but this one is a big one. This year, one of my athletes, who is pretty new to running, decided at the last minute to run with me. I usually run the marathon, but this year I chose to do the half marathon. And as it goes, athletes can be quite ambitious. And the excitement of a race motivates us in ways that can be unexpected. So it was Thursday night and race day was Saturday. And I was discussing with this athlete the challenges I encountered this year and my own lack of motivation to show up and participate in a race that not only have I committed to participating in and raising money for, but I haven't missed a race in more than seven years. And isn't it wonderful when the coached? coaches the coach. This athlete decided at that moment that she wanted to take on a challenge and run with me. I couldn't believe it. It was just the motivation I needed. She's been running consistently and preparing for a bigger race, but had never participated in an event longer than a 5k. So maybe it was a little bit ambitious, but this is how we do things sometimes. So it's one thing to go out for a long run on a cold morning, but it's a different thing going to start a long race on a winterish morning. So she was ready to run the distance, but participating in an event brought on a different set of questions. I called her to go through some last minute things. Well, I was quickly informed that I needed to slow down and walk through some of the basics. And one of the basics was my suggestions to prepare for a cold weather race. So hint, hint, She happens to know that I'm starting this podcast and suggested I share this information. So let's do that right now. So here are a few tips to help you prepare for a cold weather race. Number one, throw away clothes. So racing on a cold morning is a bit different than simply going for a run. When heading out for a cold morning run, you dress for your run. 
exit your warm house or your car, and be a little cold for the first few minutes until your body warms up. But what about starting at a race? There are some races where you can wait in your car until the last minute and get to the start line just in time, but there are many races that this is just not feasible. During the St. Jude Marathon weekend, whether you're running the 5K, 10K, half, or full marathon, it is a lot more difficult to wait around until the last minute. First of all, when there are 20 to 30,000 participants, plus all the workers, volunteers, and fans, parking can be an issue. So there have been years that I've been dropped off close to the start line, but there have been many years that I've had to walk uh, sometimes up to a mile to get to the start of the race. But regardless, with so many people running, there are a lot of corrals and a lot of people in each of those corrals. So depending on where you're actually seated, it's possible that you will not actually cross the start line for 30 or more minutes after the official race start. If you have supporters with you, it may not be a big deal to wear your normal warm clothes and hand them off when you're warm, but it's just not always feasible. I rarely have support like that. Well, I mean, mostly because my support is also racing. This is where throwaway clothes come in handy. So if you have old clothes like sweatshirts and gloves that you're okay with tossing, take them for the race. I ran out of clothes uh, like that a long time ago, so I do a few things. The easiest thing to do is thrift shop. Yep. Every year I go to a thrift shop, especially when they're having uh, big sales like the one I go to generally a few times a year has a 50% off all clothes. I go then and I grab the cheapest sweatshirts, gloves, scarves, and even sweatpants that I can find. I get a size or two too big, and it really doesn't matter what it looks like. I will put what I need on over my race clothes to stay warm while I wait to start the race. And then I pitch it when I'm warm enough. Sometimes at the start, almost always within the first mile. Please dispose of throwaway clothes appropriately. If you need to, wait for the next water stop and throw it in the garbage. However, you may find that many cold weather races are already prepared for this. At St. Jude, for example, after all the participants have started, you will see corral gates and sidewalks piled with throwaway clothes. And the first mile of the course is usually full as well. What's really cool is volunteers are already prepared to pick it all up and most of it's redonated. The first time I went to a cold weather race and was advised about this tip, I felt really bad that people would have to pick up after me. But after all of these years and being an athlete and a volunteer, I think it's just part of the race. It's similar to all the cups that volunteers pick up off the ground at aid stations or the flip-flops that are left at a triathlon swim start. More about that in a future episode. It's just part of it. With one caveat, just like throwing your cups at an aid station, just don't be a jerk about it. Don't just throw your sweatshirt in the gutter at mile 10. I mean, make sure you're doing it at an appropriate time. So number two is bring chapstick and apply it often. You are breathing heavily, creating moisture on all those delicate lips. And likely you'll be licking your lips frequently without even knowing it. And ouch, you will pay for that later. All that moisture and cold air lead to chapped and cracked lips. So lather a good bit on at the start and carry a little tube with you. You can always start by trying to apply at each water stop. All right, next tip. Don't skip hydration. I'm going to say that again. Do not forget to hydrate. Sure, 
in a cold weather race, cold water or even, I guess, room temperature may not sound appealing, but you are still sweating and losing fluids. In fact, if you're wearing a lot of warm clothes, you may be losing as much as running on a hot day. It's just not as obvious. So take in fluids and electrolytes. I pretty much take in the exact same amount as I do in a hot weather race. All right, number four. Sorry, guys, I'm just going to be a little bit gross here. Does your nose turn into like a water faucet when you run in the cold weather? I mean, honestly, mine does all year long. I've been told I have exercise-induced rhinitis. When I exercise, my nose runs, but it's definitely worst in the winter. And I'm sorry, but I have not mastered the snot rocket, nor do I care to. My husband tried to teach me. After all, he is a true snot rocket expert, but I just can't do it. And sorry, I'm a nurse, so not much grosses me out, so I apologize if this is too much. I just think snot rockets are better suited for a wad of snot that you can just, like, blow out. Mine is like a steady stream of water-like goo that just flows from my nose. All that ends up happening when I try to do a snot rocket is I just get snot all over my face and my clothes. I used to carry Kleenex, but that's bulky, and then I have garbage to hold on to until I find a trash can. I have some really cool snot rags I use that fit over my wrist and wrap around my hand. I use these at home sometimes. Some people I've seen use tennis wristbands. But honestly, my favorite trick is to just cut up old t-shirts into rectangles that are about, I don't know, five by eight inches and use them like a handkerchief. Old t-shirts are soft. My nose doesn't get raw from constantly blowing. I get lots of nose blows out of one rectangle And then it's no loss to just pitch it into the garbage. That's my suggestion. That's my favorite way to do things. It works well on the bike. It works well on the run. uh, And that's what I do. Gross or not. Number five, even if you are hot at the finish line, if the race offers you a foil blanket, take it and wrap it around you before you feel cold. You will be wet from sweating, and even if you're hot after running, your body temperature will drop really fast once you stop. Then you're wet and cold. A double whammy. The cold air with the moisture of your body can bring your core temperature down quicker than you may think. And not only is this uncomfortable, I mean, I hate being cold, but in some cases, it could lead to hypothermia. Not good. I was... Seriously, hypothermic during one of my Ironman races, and it was horrible. I lost all fine motor skills, and my brain was foggy, and I had no clue what was going on. I just didn't even realize at the time that that was hypothermia. Wrap up in that foil blanket until you can get to a warm place and or change your clothes. It is so much easier to stay warm than it is to get warm from being cold. So there you have it. Just a few tips for cold weather racing. If you have tips you would like to share, I would love to hear them. Please contact me at trynursecoaching.com. Or better yet, join my Facebook group. Share your ideas there. We're a community of athletes that have a wealth of knowledge to share with each other. Everything I know, I've learned from other athletes who learned from other athletes who learned from other athletes. And that's why I created this podcast, to share my knowledge and to provide an opportunity to learn from you. All right, guys, talk to you next time. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning in. 
I would love to hear from you. So if you have topic ideas or questions you would like for me to discuss on the show, visit trynursecoaching.com. And for more great info, join my Facebook group, the Official Triathlete Academy. Check the show notes for links. Love the show? Please subscribe, leave a review, and be sure to tell your friends. And remember, do things that are hard. <laughs>